Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Hero Hero Go Show. I am your host, Bo Ranstell. Uh, the episode you are about to listen to is the second half of a, a podcast recorded a while back between me and Richard Glenn Schmidt. Um, this also represents the last of the episodes that I had in the can. Uh, before, uh, you know, being irregular with the schedule as ever with this show. But again, we're trying to, uh, to reach a a bi-weekly schedule with some fun stuff in between. Um, and so this, uh, bi-week, you are going to hear Richard and I discussing, uh, the I2, the follow-up to, to the I from 2002, of course, uh, the Ping Brothers film, the Ping Brothers Return to direct this movie. And uh, I won't say too much more about the conversation. I think I think it, it's a good uh, and and very. <laughs> I was going to say level headed. We kind of goof on the movie some, but I think it's a fair assessment of the film itself. And uh, yeah, so that's it. Enjoy uh, this episode. You're going to hear us talk uh, periodically in the episode about you know, hey, you heard on the first part of this episode about the eye. Well, you've already heard that. That's a separate episode. And uh, anyway, then we'll. Uh, We'll, we'll be back here, uh, I'll see you at the end of the episode, uh, for more. All right, enjoy, guys. All right, and let's, uh, let, let's not screw around here, uh, Richard. It is time uh, to dive into the I-2, mm. uh, not comma T-O-O, but uh, the I also. The um, I-tooth, as I call it. Yes, that was that was actually your message to me. I have now seen the eye tooth. Rather than remake the eye, which is kind of what most sequels would do, of just like, hey, here's another dude whose eyes got replaced, and wouldn't you know it, he sees dead people too. So instead of doing that, the Ping Brothers directed this film as well, and they were like, fuck that. This is going to be more. The series is going to be less about eyeballs and more about. Uh, th- this contact with the spirit world, or just babies, or or just babies, yes. So, and and in fact, it, it, the opening credits are kind of an ultrasound. Uh, that that we're seeing like slowly come into some kind of, of focus, and then we meet our our heroine, uh, on heroin. Uh, <laughs> Joey is our main character for for this movie. Who is a fucking hot mess, cover to cover? Oh my god! You're gonna, you're gonna, you're, you, I wish you'd been there to see me in real time, like trying to root for this character until about the middle of the movie. At a certain like, point, ah, yeah, you know, yeah, you just can't. She is, she is a um, an awful person, <laughs> and so. <laughs> In the opening scene, she's buying some ties, and she's trying to decide which to buy, and so she calls a guy, and this is real manic behavior that she's engaged in, and she calls this guy up, and uh, he says, hey, you haven't been to work in a couple of days, where the fuck are you? And she's like, I'm fine, I just need to spend all my money, you know how I get sometimes, crazy! Then he's like, look, you need to calm down, and she's like, my friends are waiting for me, I'm gonna go buy some more ties. Which she does. She goes and buys a couple more ties. Um, and we just see her kind of trucking through the mall, buying all kinds of shit, uh, being kind of terrible, just cover to cover. This dude bumps into her, 
and she like drops all her bags and shoots him a real mean look and you know as she's gathering all this shit up and uh she finds a nice red dress that the music tells us is a, a dramatic moment and then she just after all this shopping she checks into a hotel she asks for a wake-up call at 8 p.m she's like i have an important meeting at eight o'clock at night as most important meetings happen and uh the the front desk is like that sounds great and she writes a note dumps a bunch of pills and and then just starts swallowing them down so she's trying to commit suicide in this hotel room um with phone within reach and she immediately calls this guy right sam uh we will learn is his name um so she she calls him and is just like hey is it late enough to call you said uh, to call you later <laughs> and he's just like look this is not a great time and later we'll realize that it really is not a great time but uh, she, uh, she's like, look, I'm going to be a totally different person when I wake up tomorrow. And the dude just hangs up on her. As, as well he should. This is a woman calling him in the middle of the night to talk crazy. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm still on her side. I'm still on her side. How? Because people go through bad relationships and kind of lose their shit. And I, and I know and I'm trying, I'm really trying to like hang with this girl here, with our pal Joey, but oh, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> so once he's done listening to this bullshit, she starts crying and then the pill bottle rolls toward her all by itself. Yes. And so she grabs it and takes another handful of pills. Like the ghosts are like, go ahead, do it. <laughs> and then we get some flashes of her cramping and then she throws up and she looks around and she's like, what are all you people doing here? Is it eight already? And then the camera pulls back and we realize that she is surrounded by ghosts. Yeah. It wastes no time getting to the ghosts. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Good for you. The I two, uh, getting, you know, off the can and, uh, and showing ghosts in the, at the very beginning. I appreciate that. And I bet, but then Joey passes right the fuck back out. Cause she's on a bunch of pills, Richard. <laughs> if you missed it, she's, she is definitely riding the snake. <laughs> Ride the I snake. mean, I do like this whole like realistic suicide portrayal thing where it's like, it ain't pretty. You take a bunch of pills you're going to be vomiting all over the place. And then the, the, uh, the impending aftermath of when they do come and take her to the hospital. Oh yeah. Cause we immediately cut to her on a table. Um, just getting her, her stomach pumped oh, through God. her nose. It's real gross. Yikes. And there, there's a quick flashback where we see the manager opening up the hotel room door and they find her there. And and the note, by the way, Richard, that she left, says, send me to the hospital. Real mixed signals I'm getting from from Joey right off the bat. So this wasn't serious suicide attempt? What? Oh, my God. Yeah. She seems like a real stick-to-it kind of gal. Like, what? <laughs> was she like, if I die by eight, it was meant to be? Yeah. I think she was hoping that this half-assed bullcrap would get Sam's attention and patch this uh, this distance between them. 
make it disappear. And when it didn't, she threw a temper tantrum that also involved actually killing herself. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know. It's hard for me to understand this behavior, much less like her, much less like her as a character. Um, oh no, she gets real cool after this, though, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is kind of at her best, really. Um, <laughs> so when uh, the, the, she wakes up, there's a translator by her bed, and she's like telling the cops that she didn't mean to cause any trouble, and she's not going to do it again. And they're like, "Hey, do you have a number uh, that we can call, like somebody that can be responsible for you? Because I don't think that we can let you go <laughs> like this." And she's just like, "I'm so sorry. I'll never do this again." And they're like, "Oh fuck, fine." And they let her go, and she goes back to the hotel. But they have changed rooms because uh, because she tried to commit suicide. Um, some monks have come in to to cleanse the room because when you kill yourself, Richard, as you know, like I don't have to tell you this, but what happens is a bunch of dead people gather around because that's when you're close to, you know, the other side. And, uh, and so the monks come in and they're like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Joseph Campbell's there. Like lady, look, (laughs) yeah, get out. Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, right. It's, it it seems like a, uh, a, a real scam of a service of like, Hey, have you, have you had a recent suicide attempt in your hotel? (laughs) Call us. We're the spook splatters we're not we're not we're not in trademark trouble for that are we if i see that on a van i'm gonna turn the other way and run for my life (laughs) spook splatters you're you're probably right you're probably right um (laughs) at any rate uh so these monks uh leave the room and joey's like what were they doing in there and that's when somebody tells her like the maid or somebody is like oh that's because some crazy bitch (laughs) tried to kill herself in there (laughs) these monks had to clean it up you know spiritually speaking oh my god this every time she learns something in this movie she's gonna forget it because if she learned anything movie over yeah yes yes there there's a real uh, thick-headedness to Joey along with just her, you know, suicidal pleas for help and uh, and other uh, good behavior. Let's not forget she's also walking around with hepatitis. Just an oh, FYI yeah. there. The yeah, that we'll get to it, but holy shit. Um, that was one of those like, wait, what? Why, why wasn't this a bigger part of the story? Is it that common? Anyway. So... Um, she gets in a, a, a cab for, uh, the airport and, but she sees there's a guy already in the cab and we, as the audience know, that guy's a fucking ghost. Uh, and the driver's like, Hey, there's no ghost in this cab, crazy lady. <laughs> <laughs> and we get our first title insert, which says Hong Kong first month. So, Ooh, right. What could that be about? Oh, if only, if only uh, this movie uh, could telegraph that information as much yeah, as the, possible. The the baby related scenes of the movie have begun. All non baby stuff 
is over. <laughs> right. Well, and, but we started with an ultrasound, Richard. So we started all right off the bat with baby shit. It's uh, just, it didn't take long it, to get there. It was contained within the diaper of the credits. That's right. Uh, but now it's leaking down the thigh of the rest of the movie. <laughs> and, oh, brother. And so Joey uh, calls this dude Sam and leaves him a message where she's like, so I'm just calling because I've got some people coming over to buy some furniture from our place. And I didn't know if you want to look at some of it, but if you want to, you need to get your stuff out of there because these movers are coming. And uh, also, I don't even know if you like light or dark green ties. Ha <laughs> Remember when that happened? The that night I killed myself? Oh, uh, boy. How fun. And then a picture of them just like suddenly flies off the counter, breaks like the ghost is like, you two need to, you need to stop calling him. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> and, uh, but yes, Joey is rightfully, uh, uh, spooked, uh, but then gathers uh, her shit together so she can lay out the ties that she bought and, uh, and then leaves and only to come back in and take the tie or something. It's just like. Uh, it, like it's her going back and forth before she goes to fucking stalk this guy where she is eating lunch at like a cafe overlooking his workplace. And as soon as she sees him come out of his office or whatever, she calls him and watches as he sees her number on his phone and then just sends that shit to voicemail. Oh, <laughs> Which is brutal, dude. I love that part. But then later, on, you know, upon reflection, it feels good. Also, to see her get dissed. I mean, yes, but also, <laughs> it feels good to me in the moment because it's like, hey, you asked for this. If you didn't want to see what he was going to do when you called, don't stake out his job. You know, if you want to lie to yourself, then. You got to do that remotely. You can't. You can't look him not in the eye clearly because she's at her vantage point like a lunatic, stalking her prey. But uh, yeah, I don't have any sympathy for her. It's like, look, you asked for this, and then uh, she does this like smile cry, like she's processing, like, oh well, I guess this relationship is finally over. And then she turns around to see this dude staring at her all creepy. And then uh, she goes back to Sam and then back to the dude, but now he's gone. Because it turns out, Richard, she's seeing ghosts. Oh, man. That stinger, that like loud stinger of just the ghost just standing behind her. That's when I, my first, uh-oh. There is. Uh -oh. This is going to be a bad one. <laughs> there is one amazing ghost moment in this yeah. movie. Oh yeah. But uh we'll we'll get to that in a second and it ain't most of it. Most of it is just like yeah, I get it. It's just a creepy dude or lady looking shadowy and staring at nothing. Mm. Um that's a lot of the ghosts here. But anyway, she goes back home and uh we see a, a wall of polaroids of her and and this is where I assume she's a model like the movie never bothers to really put a a, a point on this. I think she's a model. Yeah. Or, or she just works in the fashion 
industry. I, yeah, maybe that's what's happening. But anyway, so we uh, creep on Joey in her bathroom as she's talking to some soap person about her relationship with Sam. It's really weird. And then she's like, I'm never going to call him again. Uh, resolving that she is going to move forward with her life finally. And in the bathwater, we see this reflection of this like long-haired ghost looking down at her. And then Joey falls out of the tub at the side of this, or falls kind of in back into the tub, uh, takes a spill. And then as she sees the lady reflected in the, pu- the puddle, and then looks behind her, but the lady ain't there, and then she looks back into the puddle, and then there's nothing. So, you know, spooky things are afoot. Dude, I'm freaking out just reliving it in my mind. It's, man, that's one of the, like, the the biggest problem with this movie is it gets it so right one time, and you're like, why weren't all the ghosts in this movie like this? And then you really got something. But most of the time, it's just this. It's what you see a million times, which is, you know, they're there. Now they're not. Now they're there. And it's like, come on, Pang Brothers. You're better than this. Um, It's like watching a goddamn James Wan movie. Uh, You mean, uh... Juan, James, I I didn't have a joke there. I just started talking. (laughs) It happened. I was haunted. (laughs) You got possessed (laughs) by the spirit of the eye, too. There's a a ghost flying up my uterus. Oh, shit. Spoiler. Uh, So, Joey ends up uh, getting her arm wrapped up by some dude uh, that's running a real shady hospital slash restaurant or something. And he's like, your generation needs more exercise. You don't get out enough. And if you did, you wouldn't get hurt so much. And yes, I, I just love this part of the movie. This like local medicine at the mall, like, like the, the local medicine guy who's just hanging out. He's got his whole like cabinet full of herbs and drawers. He's just not a doctor. Mm-hmm. He just does these like uh, these home remedies for people. Like that's so cool. Yeah, it's really good. And so, uh, while, uh, while she's getting wrapped up, she thinks she sees this one legged dude, but then it turns out he's not there because, you know, ghosts and whatnot. And, uh, the, the doctor, uh, slash, I don't know, shoe repairman, um, is like, don't eat spicy foods, but also it's, it's kind of normal for ladies in your condition to be sick sometimes. And Joey's like, what are you talking about? I'm not pregnant. And the, the you know, doctor uh, slash uh, dog podiatrist says, um, let me take your pulse. And he goes, you young people are so careless. Uh, which I like. I like that moment. Like, this whole scene, again, is totally fine. I like this kind of, yeah. like you said, the, this like herbalist doctor that's like, you dumbass. You got yourself well, knocked no. up. No, he was talking about the hepatitis. He could tell from her pulse that she had hepatitis B. That, right, that's the hep B. <laughs> that's the hep B beat. Um, but so she goes to work at this modeling agency and or fashion place, and just starts sorting paper clips. And this dude walks by and is like, "Oh, are you still doing that?" Which suggests that she's been crazy for a while, Richard. Oh no, and and she. He's like, are uh, what? What do you not want? Uh, like, what's not good about these paper clips? Like, what? Which ones are the good ones? Which ones are the bad ones? What makes the bad ones the bad ones? 
And she's just like, I don't want a baby. And he's like, Jesus Christ, lady. Like, you are getting worse, not better. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I don't want you to have a baby either. Right. If you have one, they're going to take it away. You might as well just skip that step. Give it up for adoption if you do get pregnant. Um, but so then we at this train station, Joey sees this mother and a baby with a stroller. And there's this creepy looking lady beside uh, said stroller. And uh, this kid shoves past and, and she she's given Joey is, is given this kid some business about not saying uh, that he's sorry for bumping into her. And then she looks back and the lady is gone. She's like, oh, uh, that was creepy there for a second, but everything's cool. But then she sees the same lady just running and jumping in front of the train and going up underneath it, which is pretty great. So, you know, the movie gets that much right. (sighs) Mm. Do you you disagree? I I, I like a movie where somebody goes underneath a train. I'm a simple man, Richard. Of course you are. Of course you are. Not that you're simple. (laughs) I just know what you like. But no, what um, was that the ghost that's been haunting her jumping in front of the train or was that an unrelated ghost? I think this, is, well, I think it's an unrelated ghost, but this is the ghost that's going to be with her from now on. And when we get to the flashback, flashback stuff later in the movie, I think that is, hey, by the way, she, they kind of sick sense it. Where you're like, oh, this ghost was with you. Because I think she was with the in the bathroom, too. But there have yep. been some other random ghosts along the way. I don't think... I think that, yes, she has been with her. But also there are other ghosts. It, both things yeah. are true. I miss the ghost who just, like, was sad about his bad report card that he lost. Yeah. Yeah. That the... <laughs> The, the, like I said, we're going to get to one later that is like, this is all I want from this movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, the sad, the sad kid and, and leading our heroine to a door where maybe she's going to help Richard. Like that was the thing about uh, the eye was that these were characters who, you know, ultimately she sacrifices her side again, trying to save people and not so much. I too. Uh, and, and I too, she just gets cool with something that was going to happen anyway. Oh boy. Anyway. So, so, um, after seeing this lady jump in in front of a a train, which doesn't really happen, but she freaks out. Joey does on the, on the platform. Naturally, some security people have some questions for her after this. And they're like, Hey, um, are you sure you didn't want to jump in front of a, a train uh, because of all the recent suicide attempts and whatnot? And then, <laughs> weirdly, this lady cop uh, is like, well, we confirmed her story. She was going to a gynecological exam, so of course she wouldn't have tried to kill herself. <laughs> it's like, what? That mm, seems yeah. like like more of a reason to do it. Like that's like, Oh, she just found out she was pregnant and decided to end it all. Like that seems to connect to me as a amateur detective. Um, yeah, but that, that lady, she knows what's up. Right. She's like, my, my sister acted weird when she was pregnant too. (laughs) Once someone commits to an appointment, nothing will stop them. Right. We are too polite a people to murder ourselves before an appointment. (laughs) Do you know what that can do to someone's afternoon? Uh, but so at her appointment, this doctor is like, Hey, 
Um, by the way, if you want to get rid of this, that makes abortion number two for you. And that might be too many. And you might not be able to have kids after this, which I actually, I'm making light of it, but that's actually a thing. Um, right. So anyway, she says, look, can't you just approve this abortion because of me being legitimately crazy? And he's like, you know what? I just want you to think about this carefully before you commit the, to this decision. Because again, this could have long-term consequences beyond this child. And uh, then she gets an ultrasound and the doctor is like, hey, in two weeks you can see fingers. And also that's what will take it out of you. And it's a real, again, mixed message kind of moment for Joey where she's like, oh, oh, um, huh. I guess I shouldn't get attached then. And then, uh, then Joey, uh, with a picture of the ultrasound calls Sam. Cause I guess she's going to tell him at this point, but he just doesn't answer for good reason. And then she calls again because she doesn't have any self-respect and then leaves this message that she's like, we, I've got this important thing to talk to you about. Just call me. And then, and then hangs up again. And it's just like, you're never getting a call back from him. You know, like he is never going to make that phone call because you're not just say like, Hey, uh, sorry for calling you a million times, which I know I have. Uh, but there is something legitimate that I need to discuss with you. This isn't some crazy furniture bullshit. Like before, (laughs) this is a real thing. Call me. You don't have to talk more than five minutes. That's going to get you a call back. Maybe if he listens to the message. And see, that would be the advice that a friend would give Joey. Right. But Joey she, yeah. doesn't have any friends until later when she has someone that she becomes friends with that should get away from Joey as soon as possible. <laughs> yes, all of that is true. She Right, she doesn't have anybody to hang out with or call. Like the one guy at work thinks she's crazy because of her like paperclip sorting. So... Um, anyway, um, she asked the furniture guys to beat it. She's like, get the fuck out of here. All of you. And, um, finally they, uh, she talks to Sam who shows up and, and he's like, look, I just need more time. And Joey's like, look, why are you hiding from me? And he says, look, I'm going to see you when the time is right. And then she's like, you don't ever have to see me again. Zing. And it's like, great. He's off the fucking hook. Now, what he wanted. Right. Now he can move on with his life. And so Joey buys then what I call a Tuesday's worth of whiskey and beer. (laughs) No. (laughs) She's got uh, alternative methods for abortion planned here. Yes. She is just going to get polluted drunk. And hopefully that will uh, end the pregnancy. Or or she's just going to be drunk for enough days that she's not going to care about it. Wow. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Go so, Joey. Right. She just wakes up two weeks later and it's like, oh, time for the abortion. Great. jeez. Oh, so, <laughs> but at the register, she changes her mind and then just gets milk and cheese instead. <laughs> and it's like, all right, I get it. Thanks for your subtlety once again, movie. See, if she was French, she would just smoke a bunch of cigarettes. That way the baby has the real low birth weight. And she goes flinging out real fast in nine months. That way it can be a model. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, 
uh, fires them out like those little uh, plastic disc guns when you were a kid. <laughs> That's why all French men are short. Because of their moms smoking the cigarettes. That That's science. That is indisputable science. Also probably not true. Probably not. But, uh, so after she leaves this store, um, on her way home, uh, th- there's this guy hiding behind a car and kind of creeping up on her. No. And he comes out of nowhere for a jump scare, and he's like, hey, where's the train? And she's like, uh, it's over there. The station's over there. He's like, oh, wait, no, no, where's the bus station? And she's like, uh, you need to ask somebody else. I've got to go. And then as she tries to use her phone, he just attacks her and is like trying to chloroform her. Holy crap. And then just starts yanking down his pants in an alley while a dog barks at him. And as this would-be rapist scares the dog off, Joey starts to move some, and then something just comes at him. And he he screams. Uh, and it's one of those, like, the camera closes in on the scream, and then we cut to a hospital where we will spend the rest of our movie. See, for real, the first thing that popped in my mind with this rapist, dude, is I was like, oh my god. It's like a poor man's Anthony Wong from a Category 3 movie. <laughs> like, he's just ripped out of one of those really nasty rape revenge movies. Man. He's got the thick glasses and, like, the high waters. His pants, his, like, shirt's tucked into his pants. And he just looks like unsettled, sweaty rapist guy. And I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and as soon as he just shoves down his pants, I'm like, all right. I guess all bets are off now. <laughs> the Pang Brothers are going to be the Bang Brothers. Oh, I was going to say the Wang Brothers. Remember when they became Pang sisters after they changed their genders? After they made the Matrix movies? I think that was... Nope, you're right. right. That was them. That was V.I. Warshawski starring Kathleen Turner. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that movie. <laughs> that was the movie where my dad explained body doubles to me. He's like, see that? That's not really Kathleen Turner. That's a body double. And I was like, what's a body double? And he's like, well, son, I'll tell you. It's the lady who will do the other thing that the actress won't do. Yeah. It was a learning experience. Yeah. Whether that's showing your cans or jumping into some cans. Slapping your, your bottles around. I don't know, women parts. Yeah. We're talking about a baby movie. Yeah, we are completely the wrong people to discuss this movie, but that makes it so right. And (laughs) so anyway, we go to this hospital where she is once again being questioned, a recurring theme of this movie. And this is where they're like, hey, uh, do you have anything that we should know about? And she's like, yeah, I've got the hepatitis B. And they're like, okay, well, make sure that if she bit that dude that he doesn't have it. And we want to make sure that you didn't infect him with something. And uh, she's like, what are you talking about? And they're like, yeah, he required 40 stitches. You went after him like a fucking Wolverine. And the officer uh, is like, all right, look, I can take a statement and then you can leave. And the cop's like, look, don't worry about this. As soon as he gets to jail, he's going to get fucked up all over again. Nobody is going to convict you. You're not going to have any legal problems for this. Even though when we arrived, you were still attacking him like some sort of feral mongoose or something. (laughs) 
screaming at him, don't hurt my baby. And yeah, it, it like they, oh, and the dude cruises by in bloody bandages in a wheelchair. And when he sees Joey through the oh. window, he like screams and freaks out. It is so insane. The sequence is totally over the top. Like it doesn't even feel like we're watching the same movie. And I'm still confused as to, so she subconsciously wanted to protect the child. Like deep down, she, she wants this baby. So she's doing this or did a ghost possess her to protect the baby? Right. See, I thought this was total ghost move. And when they were like, when we showed up, you were on top of him. I was like, well, that don't sound like a ghost unless the ghost possessed her. But then if the ghost was already inside her, why did it ever leave? that's my answer cut to three months old uh and joey is now taking a child care class on how not to burn a baby in a bath which she fails you're right which she immediately starts drowning the baby (laughs) and um which is funny uh because all the entire class is just like oh my god she's gonna murder her child (laughs) man overboard alarm And and she's alone in this class where, like, a lot of other people have their partners and so forth. Jesus. And so afterwards, Joey <sighs> sees this lady crying in a locker room. Uh, and she's like, oh, I just talked to my husband. And he said he's leaving me. And, and Joey's like, oh, just be patient. Like, I, I'm sure you and your husband are going to work things out. And uh, she's like, no, my husband's doing what your asshole boyfriend Sam is doing. And he's not returning my calls or anything. And then the husband, who Joey thinks is now dead and just sitting right beside her. Or no, she doesn't realize that he's dead. She's like, hey, is is he going to take you home now? And the lady's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, the guy right there beside you. Is that your husband? <laughs> and she's like, uh, what the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, the guy right there. <laughs> and... And her friend uh, keeps saying, like, no, nobody is there. And Joey is like, who are you to this guy? And then her friend screams because Joey starts bleeding from her nethers. Yeah. And, and this is this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship between Joey and this lady. Believe it or not. Whose name we never learn. Uh, uh, yeah, it's like, I swear. It's, it's like, like it's like Mrs. Chow or that's something right. like it, super generic. It's Mrs. Chow. That's right. Uh, we never learn a first name or anything. It's just Mrs. Chow. It's obviously Beatrice. Right. So once again, we're going to the hospital, Richard. So, so this time we're on the elevator and there's a lady in labor screaming about how much it hurts, you know, really painting a a beautiful portrait of, of childbirth. And the elevator stops because it's a horror film. And this nurse is telling Joey, she's like, hey, look, it's going to be fine. Just don't look at this lady's badge as she's given this baby. Uh, <laughs> given this baby. <laughs> having this baby. Giving this baby unto the world. And then one of the nurses is like, hey, this lady's baby is all wrapped up in the umbilical cord. This baby's all fucked up. And they're like, okay, we're going to have to deliver the baby here then. Joey, don't look. Whatever you do, don't look at this shit. And then as Joey doesn't, like, pointedly doesn't look at, at the woman's uh, crowning vagina, Joey sees, like, long, dark hair starting to descend from the roof of the elevator. And Joey's like, hey, a- any anybody else see uh, somebody floating in, in this elevator with us? No. No floating people? Okay. Just checking. 
And they're like, shut your yap, we're trying to deliver a baby. And so this ghost just starts floating towards the emerging baby. And then turns and stares at Joey's belly. And she yells, don't touch my baby! And she screams and then the ghost just kind of floats away. So we're in an enclosed space uh-huh. in this horrific, like, this totally horrific sequence. Yes. And then we have Joey losing her mind, completely losing her shit because she doesn't understand the situation, which, you know, she will learn very slowly what's going on. But <laughs> at this point, I swear, I'm still kind of like on her side because I'm waiting for the turn because this, you know, a ghost woman trying to fly up into your vagina would be disturbing yes and it, shocking so it's okay for her freaking out but this is officially bo this is the the last time i'm giving her any any pass period i should have not gone this far but i did all right it has been noted it has been uh um uh not only has it been noted it has it has been witnessed it has been signed uh we had a clerk uh, place a stamp upon it. Hopefully ridiculed as well. Yes. I, it seemed like a lot of trouble to go to for such a silly thing. <laughs> and then, so Joey uh, leaves the hospital temporarily in this film um, to go to a monk at a cemetery who explains Buddhism to the audience. Oh my God. Where he's just like, look, all, all human beings inherently possess all states of being simultaneously. And it is only through meditation and introspection that one can learn to tap into those other states of being, but, but you can kind of fall ass backwards into those states of being. If you a almost die, which she did or are pregnant, which she is. So he's like, you can double see ghosts. Here's the turning point, right? This is where everything changes, where she stops being a dick and, just makes peace with this and some other new plot comes along right (laughs) one would think because he even tells her like she's (laughs) like well can i get an exorcist and get rid of all these ghosts and he's like what every dead person no (laughs) you can't you don't think somebody's tried that already no they hang out all the time we can't do nothing about it did you ever see wings of desire that and uh where where was this guy for part one Right. We needed this man so badly. You know, at, at least in part one, we fumbled our way to solving a mystery and, and trying to save a few lives. So there, there's something to be said for that. Um, in this one, now, now that she has all the information she needs, that like she's going to have to live and let die here, uh, then like she goes to the bathroom and she sees an old man in there, an old pervert, who's probably a ghost. Ghost perverts. Yes. Um. And then later in a cab, she finds herself with another ghost companion, a la the Haunted Mansion. And she tells her herself, like, don't panic, don't panic. And it's like, right, like, maybe this is the turn of the movie that she's going to start to use this, you know, kind of sixth sense at where, like, oh, now that I have come to terms with the fact that I have this ability, now I can use it to potentially help someone, if not myself. Uh, but that's not what happens. And... <laughs> And when uh, she turns uh, back to the the figure of the car, it's a figure with its head turned around, but there's still a long ponytail on both sides of its head now. 
while it's staring right at her. I thought it was kind of a nice, creepy moment. You yeah, know, I, I liked it, but then I was like, "What kind? What happened to this person when they died?" Right, but <laughs> the, then Richard. Oh yeah. This is where shit got real, and I was like, this may be worth watching the whole movie. So she gets uh, off at a bus stop, and she hears someone ask her, what time is it? And she looks to her right, and there's uh, like a lady with long hair with her head down at the end of this kind of shelter. And she stares at it, and she's like, did that ghost just ask me what time it is? And then the girl looks up, and we realize, oh, she's totally alive. She just had her headphones in and wasn't paying attention to the world around her. And then uh, Joey sees this coin in the road. And she kind of goes to get this uh, dropped coin. And then bodies just start raining from above. Oh, jeez. As she screams. And... It It is a mother and son that are kind of half smushed into the road. And the kid keeps saying, don't tell her what time it is. While the mother says, what time is it? Your father isn't home yet. Why isn't your father home yet? What time is it? And one eye is rolling around wildly oh as they're half smooshed on the ground. Dude, like it's so shocking when the, when the violence happens. And when you're, you know, desensitized to Asian horror and there's their, their seemingly uh, endless obsession with suicides, you know, uh, it was shocking. But then they start trying to get up and, and look around and my stomach just dropped. I was like, oh, my God, this is insane. Yeah. And it has this like environmental storytelling quality uh, to it where you don't need to know the exact particulars of the story, but you know why this mother and and son went out the window and, and this crazy mother may be driven to it by a husband or whatever. But like you can fill in all this backstory of what happened that led to these ghosts now lying in the road begging for, and the kid saying, don't tell her what time it is. Just don't tell her what time it is, uh, is like fucking horrifying it is it's genuinely a great scare and like i said i i got a lot of problems with the eye too as you may have judged from my tone <laughs> this ain't one of them this is a great fucking moment uh all right so where was i now? oh yeah, yeah yeah so um a small group gathers around while joey rightfully throws up and then as they're like, hey, are you okay? She looks back to the road, and these ghosts are gone now. Uh, and we we move to eight months old. And uh, and Joey's now in a Preggers swim class uh, where the uh, a couple of guys who run the class are saying like, hey, this will help you with contractions to walk around in a circle in a pool or whatever. <laughs> and and, so, and it, it really seems like we're okay. It seems like we're going to be okay. Like... It's been eight months since this shit started. And she seems settled down for this couple sequences here, which one of them, a lot of them will come back to haunt us later where um, we see that ghosts for a reason we'll find out like to hang around with pregnant women. Mm -hmm. So your brain comes back to these scenes and you're like, well, where's all the ghosts? Where the ghosts? Yeah, well, it's like she's just totally blissfully unaware of them, but she can't tune them out. 
<laughs> Just you wait, Richard. Because in the very next scene, she goes uh, to lunch with her friend, Mrs. Chow. Oh, this is great. Um, who already has a, a shitty kid. And the this... <laughs> And Mrs. Chow is like, I'm about to check myself into the hospital, you know, because I don't have a husband and all. And also, I don't want to scare the kid with contractions. It's like, what kind of fucking kid are you raising? Is he Christian scientist? <laughs> and and then Joey sees a creepy ghost doing upskirts under the table. And as you said, one would think that she might like grip the table and like breathe count to 10 something like that no joey just flips the fucking table like it's a bad game of chess and it's just like yeah it's a fucking ghost everybody (laughs) she knocks this lady's kid to the floor in this this melee of insanity yeah and and like my my brain is like lady stop hanging out with joey yeah stop right like joey balanced joey was rightfully alone before this happened, like even Sam, Sam, all he fucked up so bad as we're as we will soon see, um, by just answering a phone call that he yep. never should have answered. Um, but uh, anyway, so uh, back to the hospital we go, where Joey sedated uh, once more, and the nurse is like, "Oh, this is prepartum depression. It's more rare, but it's definitely happening." Or and while she's being examined, Joey uh, tells the doctor that, hey, uh, do you happen to see this ghost try to crawl crawl into a lady's womb over here? And the doctor is like, what? And then uh, the doctor does this procedure so that they can take a look at the baby uh, to make sure the baby's all right because of the blood and whatnot or whatever. And uh, uh, then they see the baby kicking and the baby's okay, and it kind of looks at the camera. And then Joey sees, like, the face of the ghost lady in the baby face. And she's like, ah! <laughs> and so she goes back to the monk and is like, hey, this is fucked up. I'm starting to see ghost faces in my sonograms, and uh, I'm seeing ghosts float into wombs. And the monk is just like, Oh yeah, about that. That's kind of how it works. And she's like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know, when uh when babies are born because of reincarnation and whatnot, uh people uh depending on where they are on the karmic ladder, um they they can come back as babies. And so they hang around uh pregnant ladies when they're about to deliver and then they just crawl up inside their womb and they get born that way. And then they don't remember anything about the life that they had before. And uh, Joey is like, what? And he's like, yeah, that's totally how it works. And that's why eventually you're going to have a ghost climb into your womb. And, and I'm like, okay, now we've been explained everything. Now she's going to be cool with this, right? <laughs> right. No, you would think so, Richard, but instead she goes home and she just does, uh, a, I still uh, know what you did last summer. And it's just like, come on, come out, show yourself. <laughs> Except with much smaller boobs. And, oh. uh, well, you know, I mean. It happens. Yeah. JLH is, uh, uh, you know, large. Um, so 
Nothing happens, of course. And then there's this uh, a funny bit where Joey goes to a train station and it's just like, hey, have there been any suicides here? And at first, I thought that she was just looking for the most ghost-free ride to work. You know, where she's just checking along the way of like, <laughs> hey, did anyone die violently here? No. Nice. Oh, fuck. That's great. Are there any restaurants where no murders or deaths by choking have happened? Because that's going to be my new favorite restaurant. What about people who died in the toilet? Yeah, I can avoid that. You know, <laughs> uh, but uh, instead uh, she goes home and she tries to kill herself chair and noose style, you know, like she just got out of Shawshank and didn't know what to do with herself. <laughs> <laughs> and then the ghost kicks away the chair before she can get her head in the noose proper. And so oh, she just boy. falls and the ghost keeps pulling the chair away. Like, nope. Every time she reaches for it, like, I'm going to kill myself. And the ghost is like, no, you're not. I like how she apologizes to the baby first. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure she apologizes to the baby. Like, sorry, bro. Well, it's a, like, hey, both of us are going to be in a better state come tomorrow. And I guess because the baby is as yet not a person. You know, the the baby is just an empty shell waiting for a ghost. Oh, man. Right. So I don't know why she's talking to that baby. That baby's just a lump of flesh. Baby got <laughs> nobody in it. <laughs> she, It's like... Like talking to the urn uh, after somebody dies, you know, too too it's much. The way of the world, yeah. Circle of life. Uh, but so uh, the next morning, she wakes up on the floor and the phone's ringing, and it's some dude that Joey works with who did some legwork and found out that the lady who committed suicide is uh, at the train station is the one who's stalking Joey's womb. And then she gets the uh, address from this dude to go uh, check on uh, the identity of this woman. And at the house, who does Joey find but Sam? And because this movie can't have more than two characters, (laughs) it turns out that it was Sam's wife who committed suicide at that train station and has since been haunting uh, Joey. And is going to come back as Joey's baby. Yeah. And Sam is like, I the reason I didn't talk to you is because I just ruined one life. I didn't want to ruin another. Also, you are acting fucking crazy, lady. And he has this whole monologue about how hard it is to be married. It's a real boo-fucking-who scenario of like, you, you don't know what it's like to be wanted by one woman and living with another. And it's just like, oh, you need to can it, dude. This is the great value version of the twist from the first movie where we find out like that the, the girl in the, in the, in the original eye, we've been looking at her this whole movie, but it's not really her. Yeah. Which like, was, oh my God. Well, yeah. That's kind of a, a clever little twist. Uh, this is just melodramatic. Yeah. And melodrama mean. Yeah. <laughs> and Joey sees the like the the wife ghost just hanging out and listening. And uh and it turns out the day she called about the tie, the wife overheard this conversation. And so when she calls later when she's all hopped up on the goofballs, um the wife says like, "Don't answer the phone. Pretend she never existed and we will never speak of it again. Just don't answer that phone." we will consider this a complete reboot. And 
which is totally what Sam should have done. Yeah. He should have been like, you're 100% right. Uh, I shouldn't have been fucking around with this crazy broad. I'm sorry. We will never speak of it again, and I will never in my life cheat on you again. Whether you do or not, but that's what you say. He's like, but dude, she looks like Asian Angelina Jolie. Dude, I gotta answer this phone. (laughs) Duh. So, uh, and, and it just goes to show that, all right, so, like, after the wife says don't answer and pretend she never existed, Sam does answer the phone, and then his wife gets up and is just like, you will regret this for the rest of your life. Oh, that's so good. I that's shall like, n- <laughs> That's, like, the best. That is awesome. And she's Love like, yeah, I will now kill myself, and I will haunt you and everyone you ever loved. And then just leaves, and it's like, man, Sam definitely has a type. Crazy. <laughs> he he likes a nutty lady. And so uh, it turns out she's been haunting Joey ever since, keep, keeping her alive as it happens, not not trying to hurt her like uh, like we might have thought with the slipping in the tub and all. It was actually her trying to trying to help. And, uh, and, and the wife ghost seems to feel bad about all this. And like, everybody's crying now, including the ghost. And Sam, and Sam's like, let's just forget all of this. And then this is where I, I have the, (laughs) the gift taken from where Joey says, don't you understand? Your wife is going to be our child. And then immediately. Wow. Wow. then, Then immediately her water breaks. Just it's just one two. Your wife is gonna think, be our child. Sploosh. I think my water broke at this point too. Holy crap! Oh, it's utter nonsense. And she was like, "Oh, this it's too early. It's too early." And then the the wife ghost looks real serious, like, "Oh, maybe it is too early." And then go back to the hospital because you know we got three sets, and this is the big one. So um, <laughs> we are getting mileage out of this location. Anyway, at night, we see her legs lifted up and the creepy slithering ghost comes back, aiming for her vagina. And uh, Joey uh, calls uh, for Mrs. Chow and asks that uh, she not, uh, she's like, hey, don't let this dude touch our baby. And then the ghost is inside her and it's delivery time. This isn't Joey. This is like her, the, the woman next to her in the delivery room. Uh, this dude creeps into her vagina. Um <laughs> And out comes the baby and it's crying and Joey sees the baby and, and then freaks out again where she's just like, he's not a baby. He's not a baby. He's a creepy man. And then she gets out of bed and runs up the stairs being trailed by Mrs. Chow, the, the, the ghost, um, who is like on every landing, which is a, a nice moment where like, as, as, uh, uh, Joey is circling up the steps all blood pledge style um, that the the wife ghost is just there at, like at, at every riser like why are you running for me I can I don't even have to run I can just appear <laughs> and uh, and then oh my god she gets up to the roof here we go and just throws herself off and this is another one of those moments where I was like has Asian cinema just somehow perfected the suicide off a building shot? Because not since Blood Pledge have I been like, that looked great. Yeah. Like the like the one in uh, Pulse, too. Yeah. 
And you're like, I legitimately don't know how they did that. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Again, I don't know if it was a dummy or what, but it looks great. But then um, she she starts to twitch and move. And then we see the ghost again. And Joey is like, you, you're not going to let me die. Well, let's see what you think about this. And then drags herself back up the steps. Oh, just get on the elevator, you idiot. <laughs> and throws herself off again. And and, and th- this time the ghost just got, like shakes her head no. Like, I'm not letting you die. And uh, anyway... Joey's eyes, uh, after after they pop open yet again, and the ghost is like, I'm not going to let you die. And Joey's like, please just let me go. And then the ghost says, uh, what basically states her motivation for the movie, which is, I want to forget about this life where I was cheated on and then threw myself in front of a train. All of that was terrible. I want to be born again so I can forget all of this bullshit. And finally, at the very end of the movie, <laughs> Joey's like, what oh okay wow and that's a legit good moment yeah that's like that's legit and and it's like why did it take so long to get here yeah what like literally the point before the baby is born like and they share this kind of meaningful look and uh then we fade to black and there's a couple of fade ups as the ghost goes into her womb and the nurses rush her busted ass body back into the hospital for the birth. Um, and then it turns out that Joey has survived. Uh, her pal from the, the class, who still is coming around for some reason, um, <laughs> says that she left her husband and moved in with her mother. So that, I guess, worked out for both of them. And then she says, you know, it's weird, but my son looks a lot like my father. Right down to the same birthmark. And then she shows Joey a picture uh, of her father. And sure enough, it's the ghost what what went into her womb. And uh, Joey is now giving her baby. And it's a real, like, do you want to hold your baby? And she's like, "Uh, I mean, kind of, I guess. Like they would even give her that child after two suicide attempts. They they didn't know she tried to jump off the building twice. (laughs) Still, my wife was like, nope nope they would not be giving her that baby not without about a ton of paperwork or and a lawyer or something yeah and but they finally sweet talk her into like holding her own baby and then joey looks at it for a second and she just goes baby baby oh my god baby and then she starts crying and then she says Uh, the baby's cute and then she's a cute baby legit cuteness yeah it's a good looking baby um uh, and then she asks the baby for forgiveness and and then we kind of fade out but this movie has like more endings than return of the king because now we 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 go to her carrying the baby out of the hospital and we do this slow pan of her looking at the viewing area for all the babies that are in there and it's like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of nice that, you know, we end on this scene of, of life. And then the camera fades out again, and then we fade up into a Lamaze class where it's just a bunch of ghosts creepily watching mothers in Lamaze class. Mm. There's one pervert ghost who's like, oh, you guys are getting reincarnated? 
No, I I just like watching births. I ain't going nowhere, baby. <laughs> I'm in heaven. Uh huh. This is this is where I want to stop. This is where karma says to get off the train. <laughs> I'm gonna watch these fat ladies breathe heavy for the rest <laughs> of eternity. I used to pay for this shit. <laughs> right. I spent a small fortune. I ruined my family. I had to kill myself. Right. I killed myself from the shame of ruining my family for looking at this very thing. I'm fine. You guys go right ahead, getting all the all the vaginas you want. I'll be here. I'll, I'll be here when you come back. <laughs> oh, no. Richard, what did you think of the eye tooth? Oh, I apologize, folks. I I don't like to harsh on a movie this hard, uh, but I have a strong dislike for the eye too. I really, <laughs> I, there's a couple things I liked. Uh, th- there was a few shots, of, like really amazing cinematography, amazing framing. And I was like, man, this is a pretty looking movie in spots. But then I'm like, oh, too bad it's at this movie. And there's a couple good character moments that are cool, and of course that incredible ghost sequence of the suicides but uh i i mean how big of a star was um this is uh kishu i think is is her name is that shu kui or is that eugenia yuan no it's uh shu shu ki okay she was she was in a few things i I recognize her from other better films yeah like was she like a huge star because this, it's it seems like this whole movie's riding on her being hot or her being famous or her being popular. Because I, it's so it's such a balancing act with like a you know an unlikable character. She and, is you know, terrible. The 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 pregnancy stuff is fine. The baby stuff's fine. I am a huge fan of a little film called Baby Blood. Uh huh. It's a French movie and it's fantastic it's got a woman who's pregnant and she's filled with this weird being that wants to get birthed onto the earth against this ancient being who talks to her and asks her to kill for it and it's great and it is she is pregnant looking and it's incredible and it gets all grody and stuff it's wonderful but i would man i would watch that a thousand times forever saw through this again this just punishes you for caring and then punishes you for thinking after having a literal Buddhist dude explain to her in very simple terms what she's dealing with, and it doesn't change her at all. Whew. Yeah, I hated this, I think. God. Yeah, I think you're right, because like by the time this came out, she had already somewhat made a transition into American films, even. Like, she was yeah. in The Transporter uh already um and then ended up in like you know uh the Stephen Chow stuff and anyway big star big star um but and and was and seemed to have been on her way uh at the time that this was filmed and i guess that is what that and i'm sure that the i did well enough that they were like we're going to make another and they just asked the pain brothers like hey you want to do it again and then they did they said yes, but they didn't ha- have any good ideas of how to do it. And so, you know, they came up with some good scares, but there's no, like, the characters are, are terrible. 
the story is incredibly overwrought. Um, and it, there are great ideas in it, uh, as far as like, Oh yeah. Like there's this cycle of reincarnation and, and that kind of thing. Um, and there are even ways to, to make that a horror film where like, what if you had to trick an evil spirit into a womb so that it could be reborn and forget all the evil it had done or something, you know, uh, something interesting with the premise as opposed to stay out of my vagina. Oh, okay. That I mean, that's well, the synopsis of the film. The I've seen very few Pang Brothers movies, but one of the other ones I saw was Recycle, mm-hmm. which also has a strange uh, pro-life sequence in it. I don't know if you I don't know if you've seen Recycle or not. Uh, no, I have not seen that. Well, there's a whole moment where this lady goes into this uh, world where all the forgotten things go, like like the that city that looks completely uh, dilapidated. And it's, it's, they use that city that's just falling apart, crumbling as like a huge set piece. It's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. But this lady, she finds a whole room of just aborted fetuses, like screaming. And that struck me as a little pro life, you know, a little bit. Sure. Fine. Sure. But it's, this is, I don't know where this movie was going. (laughs) Yeah. It, man, it, it, right. I, I I don't know what the clear message of this film is, um, other than, I guess, have babies. That's good. Yay. So, listeners, what we're really saying is have babies. It's okay. Let, hey. let the ghost in your womb. I'm on my 20th or 30th childhood. You don't even have to stop being a baby yourself. It's great. Ah, uh, that's what I like to hear. Goo goo gaga. I spent my paycheck on horror movies. Goo goo gaga. <laughs> so, Richard, we will be back again for another episode uh, where we talk about the, the final two uh, films in the I series, which is the I3 and then the Child's Eye, I believe, is how that oh, goes. Dude, there's, a, there's another movie. It's called Ay Ay Ay. <laughs> it's the Spanish remake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, we'll watch that too. Uh, but uh, between now and then, Richard, where can people find you if they want to uh, listen to more out of you? Well, over at the old, uh, Legion podcast.com there, I'm, uh, on hello. This is the doom show. Um, also my site, my website, doomedmoviethon.com. It has links to my, my pitiful fricking, uh, youtube channel and my abominable twitter and all those other things i'm out there man out there laying it down day after day i freaking uh i'm on grinder sure i'm on i'm on freaking uh watchdog dot dot nice keeping you safe you can find me at tiktok dot (laughs) boo did you say dot boob no dot boo but also dot boob (laughs) bo dot boob Uh org (laughs) <laughs> boob.gov <laughs> which is where uh mr nude or whatever his name is is now um anyway uh yeah yeah and uh while you're listening to this uh like like he said go over to legionpodcasts.com and there you can find all kinds of shows uh where you can put them in your ear holes and they'll make you think or make you laugh or make you poop your pants we have one podcast that's nothing but the brown note you're gonna love it um, <laughs> and, uh, and as far as, uh, the hero, hero ghost show goes, 
Uh, thanks for listening. This has been a, a supersized episode with lots of fun, lots of uh, uh, lots of stuff crammed in. We're going to continue looking at uh, the iFilms, as we said, and uh, and we'll be back real soon to do more dumb stuff. So thanks for listening, and uh, good night. Bye. Hey there. Uh, so that was our episode on the i2. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. I know I certainly did. We had a lot of fun uh, talking about that often ridiculous movie. Um, now, it is uh, it is all fresh material. Uh, in two weeks' time, we will be returning, Richard and I, for a look at the i3. And that, uh, that will be a new episode and one where we discuss only the i3. Uh, and, and some slight changes, not necessarily to format, but in getting you know, some more information throughout the course of the, the episode and, and that kind of thing. So, um, anyway, buckle up. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff, uh, this year with hero, hero go show. Uh, we've got a couple of more episodes on, uh, the eye that series, and then we're going to do a couple of, uh, sort of random filler movies in between. And then we're going to be launching into another series, uh, towards probably middle of, uh, the year and towards the summer. So that's, what's coming on hero, hero go show. Uh, if you would, drop me a line at bo, B-O, at legionpodcasts.com. Uh, you can also at me at uh, Twitter and Instagram at legionpodcasts. Speaking of Legion Podcasts, uh, you can go to that website, legionpodcasts.com, where you can find not only this show, but a bunch of others that I do and other people and a, a lot of great stuff. You can subscribe to all the shows right there. So uh, thanks again for listening. Um, thanks for being part of Hero Hero Go Show. Uh, I've got a lot of fun stuff that I, I'm looking forward to doing this year. Um, so if you have suggestions, if you have thoughts or comments, uh, by all means, drop them in the comments uh, where you see posts for this show or, or email them to me directly uh, or or contact me at the, uh, at the points of contact that I have mentioned. So uh, have a great two weeks, everybody. Be back with the i3 and Richard Glenn Schmidt. See you then.